When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All news, all for Texas. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, the person of interest in the Padre Island murder of a New Hampshire couple has been arrested in Mexico. A national effort to save the life of a Texas death row inmate. The state is trying so hard to put him to death. I'm Clayton Neville. This week marks the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, and the president takes a parting shot at Better O'Rourke and his Texas street cred. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The turnout in the state constitutional amendment election was much larger than expected here in Bear County. Two years ago, a total of 38,000 voters turned out. More than 106,000 Bear County residents voted this time around. And there were reports that at least one voting center ran out of ballot cards for the new voting machines. We always had our fail-safe measure. Every one of our sites as an electronic unit that we use for curbside voting. It's much like what we had before. Bear County Elections Administrator Jackie Callanan says with the new voting centers and new voting machines, this election process was a success. Elizabeth Ruiz, KTSA News. A newly elected alderman in Castle Hill says he want to help he wants to help restore civility at City Hall. Joe Isbrand is Associate Vice President for Communications at UTSA and won the place one alderman seat yesterday. What we have heard from the voters is that they expect civility, respectfulness, and a focus on the common good in Castle Hills. Attorney Kurt May won the place three alderman seat in Castle Hills. May will replace Sylvia Gonzalez, who was recently ousted because she was incorrectly sworn into office. The person of interest in the murder of a New Hampshire couple on Padre Island has been captured. The Claiborne County Sheriff's Office tells KTSA News Adam Williams was arrested in Mexico and is in the process of being brought back to Texas. Details on the arrest itself will be made public by the sheriff there tomorrow. Williams has been charged with felony theft for taking James and Michelle Butler's truck and RV after the couple had been killed. Investigators in Claiborne County say it's too early to tell if Williams is a murder suspect or just a theft suspect. However, they say having him back in Texas will help investigators better piece together what happened to the couple from New Hampshire. The man who was arrested and charged in a deadly shooting at a Halloween party in Northeast Texas last month has been released from custody. In fact, detectives believe that Brandon Gonzalez did not fire the shots that killed two and wounded 12 at that party venue. During nine days behind bars, the 23-year-old said he became known among his fellow inmates as the shooter. It killed me because that's not my image. That's not who I am. That's not who I've ever been. Now Gonzalez has been let go. I'm out. I'm free. The question of who did open fire on a crowd of hundreds of people is unanswered. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. KTSA AccuWeather. Mostly cloudy and quite mild tonight. Low 66. Tomorrow cloudy and not as warm as recent days with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. High 71. Rain and maybe a thunderstorm tomorrow evening. Cloudy and the rest of tomorrow night. Breezy and colder. Low 40 in the hill country. 44 along the Riverwalk. Chilly weather on Friday. Cloudy in the morning. A mix of clouds and sun to the afternoon. High 56. To recap, mostly cloudy tonight. Low 66. This is meteorologist Bob Larson with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather Forecast. 
A Texas death row inmate scheduled to die later this month maintains his innocence and is garnering support from across the country. 51-year-old Rodney Reed is convicted of the 1996 killing of Stacy Stites. He's been on Texas death row since 1998, his execution set for November 20th, just weeks away. Stites' body was found on a rural road in Bastrop County, Texas, outside Austin. Government records show Reed was linked to the crime by DNA evidence at the crime scene. The Texas Department of Criminal Justice claims Reed strangled and killed Stites during an aggravated sexual assault. But Roderick Reed, Rodney's brother, told reporters earlier this year that the state isn't doing enough to allow Reed to prove his innocence. Give us a new trial, test the DNA, call his witnesses, do these things, and Rodney will be exonerated. And everybody knows these things, but the state is trying so hard to put him to death. Attorneys for Reed say they have new evidence, including a sworn affidavit by one of Reed's fellow inmates implicating another man. Reed was supposed to be put to death in 2015, but was granted a stay. Now an online petition is urging Texas Governor Greg Abbott to stop this month's scheduled execution. TV's Dr. Phil sat down with Reed in prison in an exclusive interview last month. Did you rape Stacy Stites? No, I didn't. Did you murder Stacy Stites? No, I didn't. Were you present when it happened? Absolutely not. Celebrities now using social media platforms to voice support for Reed. Names like Kim Kardashian, Rihanna, and others making the case known nationwide. Roderick Reed trying desperately to share his brother's story. We got a, a, a page that you can do tweets with. You can snap onto it with the smartphone and with this here is our Likers page. Activists from across the country plan to gather outside the Texas governor's mansion this weekend demanding Reed's execution be stayed. I'm Clayton Neville. This is Texas News Radio. I'm James Pudger, and in college hoops tonight, the Texas A&M Aggies begin the Buzz Williams era as they welcome the Northwestern State Demons into Reed Arena. Tip-off for that game set for 7 o'clock, and you can catch it right here on your home for Aggie basketball, ESPN San Antonio, right after the Blitz. The Incarnate Word Cardinals will open up their season on the road as they take on the Missouri Tigers at 7. Last night, the 13th-ranked Texas Tech Red Bears crushed Eastern Illinois 85-60. The Texas Longhorns beat Northern Colorado 69-45 behind Andrew Jones' career-high 20-point game in his return from leukemia. Five Bobcats scored in double figures in Texas State's 103-45 win over Texas Lutheran, led by Najal Pearson's 19 points, while the UTSA Roadrunners fell to Oklahoma to open up the year 85-67 up in Norman. Javon Jackson led the Roadrunners with 24 points in the loss, while Keaton Wallace had 17. In the NBA, the Spurs have dropped two straight as they fell to Hawks 108-100 last night. They're now 4-3 on the year and will return to action tomorrow as they take on the Thunder. In the NFL, Cowboys safety Xavier Wood was named the NFC's Defensive Player of the Week after his Week 9 performance in which he got a pick and forced a fumble in the Cowboys' 37-18 win over the Giants on Monday night. It's Wood's first ever Player of the Week honor. And finally, in college football, the first playoff rankings of the year are out, and Ohio State sits atop the polls, followed by LSU, Bama, and Penn State, with undefeated and defending national champion Clemson sitting on the outside looking in at fifth. Oklahoma is ninth, Baylor 12th, Navy 24th, and SMU rounds out the top 25. I'm James Pledger for ESPN San Antonio. President Donald Trump celebrated the confirmation of more than 150 federal judges at, a, at the White House this afternoon. In between discussing the Constitution and last night's elections, the president took a shot 
And former El Paso Congressman Beto O'Rourke. Don't have to worry about Beto anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> From Texas, he doesn't like guns, religion, or oil. <laughs> he knocked out all three categories. Somehow in Texas, that won't work. O'Rourke dropped out of the 2020 presidential race last Friday. Deputies made a big drug bust in Atascosa County this morning. The Atascosa County Sheriff's Office says deputies stopped an SUV on US 281 near Pleasanton and found four plastic containers, roughly the size of what you put leftover dinner in, filled with meth. Investigators say the drugs have a street value of over $320,000. They arrested two alleged gang members from Houston and also brought in a 17-year-old girl who had been reported missing from the Houston area. The sheriff's office says they are looking to see whether she was a human trafficking victim. A pop star makes an unintended plug for a struggling motorcycle manufacturer. Harley Davidson is hoping a new Katy Perry song will help put the brakes on a sales slide. Ad execs tell the New York Times her new tune, Harley's in Hawaii, and the music video are roughly equivalent to $40 million in paid social media placements. Perry dreamed up the song during a motorcycle ride in Oahu with her fiancé, Orlando Bloom. Her fans have streamed it tens of millions of times, many of them women, a demographic Harley's had a difficult time reaching. Harley's sales have been down for two years in a row. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. There's an easy way to tip like a pro. Wondering how much to tip? Dana Steele says you're not alone. Clerks at different businesses that I go to and I say add 20% and they get this look of fear in their eyes and then they reach for a calculator and I'm like, no, it's really quite simple. The creator of your daily success tip tells us how simple. Take the amount of money of your check. If it's over 50 cents, round it up. If it's under 50 cents, round it down. So if it's 7.51, round it up to eight and double that, that's 16. Move the decimal point over one place to the left and it's $1.60. Daria Albinger, ABC News. This is Texas News Radio. For what it's worth, I'm Sherry Preston. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah, we've all heard the song, but did you know that fungal diseases have brought chestnut trees in this country nearly to the brink of extinction? Enter genetically modified chestnut trees. Researchers at New York's College of Environmental Science and Forestry say they've created a new species of tree that will resist the fungus. William Powell is with the college. We have this technology. It's a very powerful technology, and we can use that now to save a species. But what about those of us who are a little wary of GMO stuff? You know, food made by trees created in a lab. Alan Nichols with the American Chestnut Foundation says, if you want the song to mean something in the future, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Look at the damage that we have done over the years to so many things. If we don't start, quote, playing God, Soon, we're going to lose all our trees. There are some who are worried about how these new trees will affect local forests. They're still waiting for the okay from the Department of Agriculture to move forward for what it's worth. Sherry Preston, ABC News. The news never stops. This is Texas News Radio. The big headline on Capitol Hill is the House Democrats' impeachment inquiry, but lawmakers are also scrambling to put together funding bills and advert a government shutdown. The White House is signaling it's inclined to support what's known as a continuing resolution, or CR, to fund the government short term. Congress has just eight legislative days remaining, where both the House and Senate are in session, to strike a deal to avert a government shutdown ahead of a November 21st deadline. A short-term extension would get lawmakers past that immediate deadline, but does set up a potential showdown in December overfunding. The president Sunday did not rule out a shutdown, telling reporters it depends on negotiations. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. A top diplomat in Ukraine is tying President Trump to a quid pro quo. 
William Taylor's impeachment testimony was released today. He said Trump directed officials to leverage military aid to Ukraine for political investigations. Taylor will testify in a public hearing next week. Alabama's capital city is protecting the right to give a little money away. Members of the Montgomery, Alabama City Council, including Tracy Larkin, have rejected a proposal to impose a two-day jail sentence on people who give handouts to panhandlers. You would be hard-pressed to find uh, any ordinance of this type in America that is proposed that is not challenged in the courts. Opponents packed a city council meeting with many wearing stickers saying poverty is not a crime. One man held a sign saying, quote, Jesus was a panhandler. Jim Crisilda, CBS News. A new app used in more than 60 hospitals aims to make some of the stress, uh, take some of the stress out of surgery by allowing doctors and nurses to provide live updates from the operating room to the patient's loved ones. CBS's Kenneth Craig is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Elna Stratton was recently diagnosed with cancer of the uterus. We were there as the 77-year-old prepared for surgery, which had Elna and her son feeling anxious. I'm apprehensive about the surgery, but very happy that he's able to hear everything without or know what's going on without wondering and having to wait. That's because a new app called Ease allows doctors and nurses to provide live updates from the operating room to anyone the patient chooses. The app has security features to ensure that sensitive medical information is protected. This is Texas News Radio. CBS Eye on Veterans from ConnectingVets.com. Did you know that you can interview the veteran in your life and preserve their story forever in the Library of Congress? We recently spoke with retired Army Colonel Karen Lloyd, and she told us how even iconic filmmakers have turned to the Veterans History Project to find their next story. For example, when Ken Burns did his World War II documentary back in 2008, he came in and we provided him over 200 of our collections for him to sift through and decide which ones were the ones that really worked for him. You can find all the tools you need to capture the story of the veteran in your life by visiting loc.gov. I'm Phil Briggs from ConnectingVets.com for CBS News. With Republicans privately grumbling that the White House doesn't have a solid strategy for how it is responding to the House impeachment inquiry, it appears the president may be bringing on some new hired help. A senior administration official tells CBS News the White House is expected to hire former Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi and former Treasury Department official Tony Sayeg. Both would work to shape the White House's public comments on the impeachment inquiry. Word comes as one of the president's closest allies, Senator Lindsey Graham, defends Mr. Trump by calling his Ukraine policy incoherent and further describing the Trump team as incapable of forming a quid pro quo for military aid. That's CBS's Stephen Portnoy. This year marks the 30th anniversary of the Berlin Wall. As part of the series Tearing Down the Wall, CBS News correspondent Bud Mishkin spoke to Germans about their stories. I can't believe it, really. For every German, the memories of November 9th, 1989 and the days that followed are vivid. Nadine Volman was six years old. Her parents put her in their freezing cold car in the East German city of Halle and tried to get to Berlin, only to be stopped by traffic. A woman that was stuck behind us in the traffic jam, when she heard about me, you know, a little child <laughs> freezing all the time, um, she gave me um, a blanket. And I still had that a couple of years ago. West Berliner Marcus Jacobi recalls seeing those old East German cars on the Autobahn. You would drive twice as fast as they. Everybody uh, uh, sent love to the others. It was wonderful. CBS News cameraman Kurt Hofler went to checkpoints at the wall. They were eerie empty. 
And at one checkpoint, I got arrested immediately because I put my camera up and started filming from inside East Germany into a checkpoint. Kurt Hoefler's son, Torsten, was 15 and hopped a flight from Bonn to Berlin. In my luggage, I had a big hammer and a chisel because I actually, uh, my main goal was actually to go to the wall myself and start chipping down on the wall. And he and thousands of others did just that. Bud Michigan, CBS News. This is Texas News Radio. Cheerleader concussions. I'm Deborah Norville with the Inside Edition Inside Report. A study found cheerleaders suffer more concussions than any other sport except football. 20-year-old Riley Benjamin suffered a traumatic brain injury after colliding with teammates. I passed out. I, like, knocked me out cold. Kelsey Egasan says concussions she suffered while cheerleading led to substance abuse and drug addiction. My life started declining. It was so hard to keep sobriety. 18-year-old Alex Treffler sustained a concussion after her teammate landed on her. She came crashing down into the back of my head with her forehead. The women say they didn't immediately receive proper medical attention. From the Inside Edition newsroom, I'm Deborah Norville. In the wake of the cartel attacks in northern Mexico that left nine Americans, three women and six children dead, the Trump administration says it remains more than willing to and able to help the Mexican government take action. President Trump has been in contact with the Mexican government in the wake of the massacre less than 100 miles from the Arizona border. White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham says all Mexico has to do is say the word and they'll be ready. As for whether or not the U.S. would go after cartels without help from Mexico? We're not going to telegraph any moves that we may or may not make. So right now we're just staying in in contact with the government of Mexico, and we'll see. You know, there was an arrest made this morning, so we're monitoring the situation really closely. Mexico's president has said he plans to stick with his hugs, not bullet strategy, in dealing with the cartels. Jeremy Foster, ABC News, Phoenix. Meanwhile, CBS's Adrian Bard says Mexican authorities are seizing on the point the cartels sow their terror with American guns. They found around 200 cartridges, and the caliber was a two twenty three caliber Remington cartridges, probably from an M16 or R15 rifle. Why is this so important to the Mexican side? They made the point that all of these weapons come from the United States. And that right now is the bigger picture here in Mexico. In the face of this terrible tragedy, the Mexican authorities are trying to get more cooperation with the U.S. on stopping the flow of illegal weapons into Mexico. San Antonio police officer who was fired in January for using a racial slur during an arrest is back on the force. Tim Garcia used the N-word several times while arresting a black man last year. A police department spokesperson says that arbitrator reduced Garcia's termination to a 10-month suspension, giving him his job back. In an arbitration hearing in July, Police Chief Wim McManus had argued in favor of letting the firing stand. Garcia will have to undergo some retraining before receiving his new assignment. The residents of Kansas City, Missouri, have voted overwhelmingly to remove Dr. Martin Luther King's name from one of the most, one of the city's most historic Boulevards. The 10 miles of road in Kansas City was named the Paseo until the city council changed the name to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in January. But a group of residents claimed city leaders pushed the change without following proper procedures. They got a measure on the ballot calling for the Paseo street name to return. The group criticized by some as being racist. But Tuesday, the measure got nearly 70% of the vote. We are the message of unity in Dr. King, and we want to make sure he's honored but not at the stake of people who didn't have a say. It'll cost the city another thirty dollars to $40,000 to change the name back. Ryan Burrow, ABC News. 
KTSA AccuWeather. Considerable cloudiness tonight and humid, although it's just 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, not as warm. Couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 71. Showers and maybe a thunderstorm tomorrow evening, then breezy and colder late tomorrow night, low 40. In outlying areas and 44 of the city. Chilly on Friday, morning clouds, partial sun of the afternoon, high 56. To recap, mostly cloudy tonight, low 66. This is meteorologist. Bob Larson with their KTSA Stephen Trufi. Thank you weather forecast. Texas News Radio is a production of 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Get news anytime online and stay connected at KTSA.com.